0: Okay. Ho, ho, ho. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and we're going to be talking about testing today, which you know is one of my favorite topics. But before we do, we're going to talk about trying out other things, right? A little bit of AI, a little bit of other stuff. Learned a lot yesterday, but let's start with some fun. This is a commercial from uh, Guinness, just a very short one. Where it seems that they're selling or giving away, I'm not quite clear, some boots, some special boot Guinness boots for winter. Okay, so here we go. And the way they walk in the snow, it makes it look like... There's footprints in the snow that look like pints of Guinness. Okay. So it says register your interest at Guinness.com. So I, I'm not that interested because the truth is they had a very special snow right there. Maybe it's not even real. Uh, and, you know, to get it just like that, I mean, yeah, you got to have effects for the, the, for the, for the, camera but uh, let's get over to the pdf and see what more we can find out about it okay oops i just closed the pdf instead of the footprints in the snow okay so <laughs> one of the reasons that i that i was interested in this is mark Ritson called it out so uh, i always am interested in what he thinks is good and what isn't um you can see the little footprint there it's, it's it actually looks like a pint with a you know, with a, uh, a with the foam on the top, a head of foam, I guess you'd say. Um, so Amy Houston says, the brand has legitimately made boots to be worn in the snow. They leave an impression. <laughs> okay. And of course, here it puro. P- <laughs> puro says everybody leaves an impression. There's always footprints somewhere. So anyway, a MV, BBDO, I've heard of BBDO, must be a new merger, made pint-shaped markings in the white snow. And uh, the foot pints, or you could say foot pints, (laughs) foot pints in the snow, uh, playfully mimics the seriousness and gleam found in sneaker launches. And Seattle watch sneaker launches, so I don't know anything about that. Jennifer Gleason says at, at, diego which i guess has bought guinness building upon our famous christmas footprints board we're launching this fun campaign underlining the iconic guinness serve while celebrating the festive feast and the pubs that play a key role in culture and communion especially through winter okay so anyway here's mark ritson posted too too good i don't know (laughs) I just don't know. I guess I'm a snow critic. Okay, so yesterday, we have a follow-up story. Yesterday, Sarah Fletcher uh, sent me this, or the day before, she sent me this article where she tried out, she thought she could get a a very simple um, request. She tried it with with Adobe Express AI Generator. And she said, use the words, the words, three easy ways to get more sales this season with a festive Christmas look and a red Santa hat on the, on the three. (coughs) And so Adobe got back to her with absolute gibberish um, and a three. and none of the words even spelled right except "sale" and a hat stuck randomly, and some snowflakes in the background. None of these are actually readable, and um, so then she got to Canva, and that got the words right, and even added a secondary sort of phrase that, that did make sense, but there wasn't any hat, and there wasn't any real festive. This is a Christmas tree lot, not even a decorated Christmas tree, so um, and i've used canva. I used to use Adobe a long time ago, but not Adobe AI so she was kind of frustrated with that and so yesterday, this is sort of funny yesterday, I saw this post from Todd Meisner, and Todd and I go back a little ways. I used to pick up yesterday or the day before I was talking about selling printing in the in nineteen seventy eight And I used to go over to Jim Meisner's house, Todd's dad, in Merton, Wisconsin, and I would, you know, ring the doorbell. It was just a house. In those days, there weren't that many people with home offices. And I'd walk in, and Jim would greet me, and we'd go into his, you know, his home office, and he'd hand me some artwork, and I'd take it over to Wisconsin Graphics in Okachi, and and then I would probably drop it off because I live – In the town of Merton so I lived pretty close to Jim and then Jim uh, moved to a real studio he hired some people and hired one of the guys from Wisconsin graphics as one of his artists and um, that that studio was even closer but I think by then I I moved on to other uh, uh, industrial instrumentation and other another job But he was right on the corner, and then he was buying so much printing in about 85 or 83 or someplace in there that he decided to buy a a printing press and start printing. And he eventually moved over to Sussex, which is not far from Quad, and got color presses. He he named his company, when he moved into the office building, he he named it Black Ink. And then he changed the name to Color Ink as they moved over to Sussex and did lots of color printing. And so Todd is now the CEO. But Anyway, Todd had a post yesterday, and Austin grew up with my kids. So I once fell on top of Austin trying to play soccer as an old man. (laughs) Anyway, I made the list. It's a good thing that Santa grades on the curve seriously this image is ai generated with just a few key words okay so todd made this post yesterday and i looked it over and i thought it was pretty good you know and and what was nice about it was he had the nice list and he had todd toddy and a couple other people that i can't read now you know well done santa only has three fingers but that's kind of common for cartoon characters so it's you know it's a it's a kind of a in between a cartoon and a and a and an illustration, I would say. Anyway, so I wrote to Todd and I said, um, "What tool did you use?" And he wrote back and said, "I used Bing Image Creator." So I didn't know too much about that. I have literally never tried this before, because you know I see Sarah's, <laughs> Sarah's articles and others that make it sound like it's hard. And so uh, he said it's free and anyone can and anyone can use. So I went on there and I tried. Well, I thought, you know, what would be fun is if I could try and replicate uh, Sarah's experience and see how, how Bing Creator did. And um, so I thanked Todd, and I went down, and I said, create, and you have to be, you have to have a, uh, a user ID on, on Microsoft, which I've had for probably decades. Um, so it logged me in, and, and uh, I said, create image with a christmas holiday background with phase with the fra- with the phrase three easy ways to get more sales this season and a little santa hat on top of the three okay so i i kind of thought about it as i would think about painting a picture so in in a picture you'd probably color in this background dark and then you'd maybe lay the trees over it and then maybe the uh, well yeah all the way you'd cre- get the background all the way down to the bottom to the horizon line here and then you might use gouache to do white and do the lettering over the top of the or if you had acrylic you'd do that you do that last certainly cuz you don't want to try and fill in this dark you know in in between all the letters you'd you it would never work so you'd start with a dark and then you'd put in the white on top of it if you were in oil or acrylic or gouache and then and you might put the pine trees in also same thing and um and so i thought about it from the back to the front and then put the hat on and i because i because you got to kind of think like a computer and so this was what it came up with it has ways with two s's and more with two e's so it And this one, it didn't quite get it. But it's very festive. It's got little Christmas presents and everything. And this one, also very festive. Three easy ways. And then to get. I thought it was interesting that it recognized that to get was um, less important than the more sales. Right? So the preposition, I would say, to get more sales. Um, This season, or maybe that's the verb. I don't know. Anyway, this one was probably... I would say this one was probably usable. This one, three easy, well, they forgot in this way, ways. They forgot ways. So you maybe wouldn't want to use this one. But very, very festive. And this one I thought was absolutely usable. Three easy ways to get more sales. Would have been nice if the three was a little smaller and the to get was lined up here so you didn't. You know, my wife said it was, it looked like easy ways, more sales this season. But even then, you know, you're getting the gist of it, right? And so, uh, and so I would say it was pretty much a win, right? Win for being. Now, that said, it was interesting because um, I'm in a group um, where we do art. It, they say every day, but, you know, I don't do it every day, but we try to paint. Uh, I, I, I'm learning watercolors thanks to Daniel Smith and John Cogley. And um I uh we're doing prompts now. That means they give a word out or something. And so they gave out the word pickle, and everybody's doing German pickle ornaments with uh uh you know, like on a tree or something. It's a German tradition. We used to have an old pickle ornament from my grandmother, I think. It probably was a hundred years old or more. I don't know if we've got it anymore. My wife didn't She's Italian, so <laughs> she didn't get it. I didn't know what it was either until this pickle thing. So I typed into the AI uh, pi- German pickle ornament on a tree, and it gave me pictures of them. But it wasn't, exp- it wasn't, you know, there was only one or, or so that I could use out of twelve. And then I, and then it also just offered me images, and the images were much better. And so it isn't necessarily better to use ai now if you're going to put the wording in then you kind of have to and you you know you gotta you gotta you gotta you know or you but not really i've many times just taken a uh, an image and flipped it or something and then put words over the top of it in white on dark uh typeface i can do that really easily so you know is it is it that much better i don't know but i think we did get something that that uh, Sarah could use, and um, you're welcome to it. (laughs) I send it to her if she wants it. It's bigger than this. It's it's fairly high resolution, which I also liked. Um, I'm not sure about the copyright or all that, but anyway. So now I want to get over to testing. Uh, Craig Huey has won the lowest cost per lead. What kind of Facebook ad will get you the lowest cost per lead? And he says, with every marketing campaign, this is important because... You know, what Vic Hunter taught me was that every time you mail, but you can do it with ads too, you need to test. Every campaign you need to test, and Craig seems on board with that. Um, I test Facebook ads with different images and copy to see what will work the best. Here's another important one. You might try to guess what will get the best response, but only the marketplace really knows. And that's the key to direct marketing right everyone is trying to think like the customer anticipate the customer what will the customer want now that they bought the a what 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 b c or d will we offer them because they bought a right and we're all trying to guess this and it's just it's it's insane sorry the advertising marketing world is literally insane i mean you know i i'm all in on ryan reynolds advertising gin and You know, he can, whether he tests that or not, you know, he does a great job and he breaks through the clutter. And I always like Ryan Reynolds' commercial. So you can, you can do brand branding at just this high level of creativity. I think that's, and that's, and, and the more creative it is, the more standout it is, the more fun it is, the less you have to worry about the media. Just put it out a lot of places. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, It wouldn't have worked in mail, but um, the truth is that only the marketplace knows what the marketplace wants and so direct marketing is the opposite approach where you you know you might complain half my advertising is wasted i wish i knew which half with direct marketing the marketplace can tell you it's possible and uh... so here are the two ads one has a doctor and he and he says cancer doctor says no to big pharma and creates a surprising profit opportunity okay and the other ad over here is describing a company that just got a billion dollar 5 billion dollar deal and here it says 5 billion dollar deal rockets biotech this is stunning is this stunning new cancer therapy next okay and um the the first one did 1291 a lead and the second one did 1666 a lead and, of course, you want the lower cost per lead, although that's not necessarily the best. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes a higher cost per lead does better because you'll get a higher quality lead. Um, it doesn't always work that way, though, I have to say. I've done a lot of lead testing where we also test the conversion rate, right, and do the ROI on a longer stream of data and a longer time frame window. And we'll see that the higher cost per lead may do better. Um, but what I don't see here it says an ad featuring a cancer doctor did got significantly better results. Uh, I tried changing up the copy and images you or try changing up the copy and images you use on Facebook to see which will get you a better ROI. Now of course that isn't really ROI yet until you until you get the conversion rate and you take the the sales generated minus the ad cost minus the follow-up cost, you know, and cost of goods if there is one and get down to an EBITDA. But that's okay. Also, I would say that there's no hypothesis in here. There's no there's no there's no reason given. There's no attempt to to explain uh why the doctor ad did better. I would say the doctor ad did better because it doesn't mention the company. It it mentions the f- a, f- a founder story that you can find out more about when you subscribe to the newsletter. And Oftentimes in lead generation you'll get a better result actually if you don't give the story. If you just give a teaser, which makes people want to go the next step to find out the answer. Okay? Now this one on the other hand, and what's fun about the internet is I get a lot of these financial newsletter promotions. What's fun about the internet is that you can type the headline of the of the email, usually it's email. And you can find out, like often it'll say July federal, it'll be like a few months from now. Like February announcement may change the pharmacy industry or February budget announcement may fund this new field of technology or whatever. So you think, well, maybe I should sign up and get in on it ahead of time. So then you search it on the internet, and you find out it's three years ago, February. It it, it happened. If it's going it, to, you missed the opportunity, but they'll still promote the same email address. So, you know, so now you can find out that the misleading headline often generates the better result. Now that's a hypothesis. And so we could just, just test that. And if you really wanted to test it, you'd put the doctor here and you'd put and you'd put, and just change the headlines, and see if the misleading headline, or the more mysterious headline, does better, right, you understand the concept is, the concept is, is that we don't know if it was the doctor in a white coat, which it could be, there is such a thing, uh, versus whatever, this, this is a, you know, some kind of a pharmacy bull market sort of mishmash with a graph overlaid, I mean, it's, you know, you might also want to test a, a, an actual, I mean, a, a readable picture of something recognizable versus this mishmash of abstract art. Um, all of those are possible tests and hypotheses. And I don't think we've really gotten to the answer here. We haven't gotten to the answer of where's the conversion and we haven't gotten to the answer of what's really being tested right because it wasn't done with the care and with the initial hypothesis you know you might look at a hundred ads and say well the 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 ones with a a doctor in a white coat did better than other ones okay so then let's keep the, the headline the same and just test that and see if that has impact right one or the other you know we used to say test everything or test one thing and there's ways to test more than one but You know, I hope you're getting the idea. And that is how you do predictive marketing. You don't do predictive marketing because you have a model. You do predictive marketing because you've established through repeated tests a theory of marketing that says doctors in white coats outperform pictures of bulls or something like that. Have a great day. Merry Christmas.